My name is Caleb. I'm 28 years old. I'm based out of Austin, Texas, and this is Financial Audit. This is crazy for me to be sitting here. It's crazy it's, for it's, me. It's nuts because I've seen so many videos, and it's hard for me to be in this seat doing this on you because I would be on the other side of this. Dude, I've been watching uh, Graham Stephan for like three years. So how do you think I feel right now? <laughs> so cool. So tell us what you do for work. What would you explain your job is to someone who's asking? I do the YouTubes and yeah, we get paid for the videos that are put on there. But you've carved out a really unique niche, I think, on YouTube. Yeah. No one's really done that. Dave Ramsey has, but he hasn't taken it to the podcast he does the mini audits. Yeah. So what prompted you to get into auditing full-on financials like this? So I think the way that I thought about it is like the other things that I do in my creative process. Like I studied music composition in college. So when I would go to write music, I'd be like, okay, here's a piece of music that I want to hear. It doesn't exist, so let me write it. Here's a show that I want to watch. Here's a conversation that I wish happened to me 10 years ago. It doesn't exist. I guess we should make it. Are you a fan of Dave Ramsey? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he paved yeah. the way, right? Sure. Uh, you know, he definitely goes a bit political and stuff, which can turn people off, sure. which is fine. That's why I try to avoid that here because I think anyone and everyone should be welcome into finances regardless of the... I don't want anyone to, you know, feel turned off. Yeah. But, yeah. But I like him overall. That's good. Obviously, he's helped, like, what, millions yeah. of people? Obviously, yeah. And you have a great schedule as well. Filming Monday, Tuesday, what was it, Thursday? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. That's great. Yeah. You really seem to have this dialed in. So tell us a little bit about your goals. Like what, what is your objective with doing all this? So we definitely want to help as many as people as possible. That's certainly the big thing. And that's why, you know, recently we've like sent out a survey to all past guests, seeing like how they're doing and capturing like how the whole experience was. So overall, primary goal, helping the people here on the show, because, you know, regardless of any income that comes to this, um, just seeing the reward of people getting on debt is actually really cool. So many people are going to think like, I'll, you know, that's not true. I mean, yeah. it's about it's about the money. But no, actually seeing people get out of debt and change it in their life is incredible. And we get a, like a million emails, social media, uh, YouTube comments, all these people who've watched the YouTube videos and they're getting out of debt. Dude, that is like the most like, it just lights a fire under you and you just want to record more episodes and like do more things. And then, of course, the financial reward that has come with it, like the amount of money that is coming in on a monthly basis isn't something that I would have dreamed about making in a yearly basis. It still blows my mind. I can't even comprehend it. So yeah. What were you making? Let's say two years ago, two years ago, hundred thousand dollars after bonuses. And what were you doing then? I was a product manager. About yeah. Two years ago, I would have been a product manager. Yeah. Okay. And why did you decide to leave that to then do YouTube? I was getting just frustrated with that business itself. They didn't really listen to anyone who like focused on different areas of the business and I'm not going to name them. Sure. I'm not gonna name them. Okay. Let's put it on but, the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with. Uh, but yeah, I was just getting a little unhappy with them. So I started looking with uh, looking for other product management jobs. Mm -hmm. But I also like the idea of operations side of things. So I was looking for operation jobs as well. Uh, and I just started applying to a bunch of things. And then... Uh, like I got a call back from a YouTuber who I accidentally applied to because I did, you know, like applied to like a thousand mm -hmm. a day or whatever. Uh, he ended up not hiring me and, you know, for whatever. And, but then I was like, but I love creating things. I like the arts world and stuff. That's why I went into mm -hmm. music. I like creating things. This is a show I've wanted to do. So I was just like, okay, let's just start the show. 
and it just ended up taking off. Thanks to all you lovely people. It's completely uh, thanks to them, but uh, it just took off, and then I was able to pursue it full-time. You're very good at asking people to subscribe, by the way. Notice, right around now, you're telling people subscribe. You got to hit 750,000 subscribers. 750. So that's coming up. And thank you to everyone who has subscribed so far. We just hit 700 today, and it's all thanks to you. Congratulations. That's really good, yeah. That's good. 700 is a good number. Yeah, it's an exciting yeah. number. Yeah. That's fun. What are your goals, though, financially? Like, oh, what do you okay. want to attain? I think, so for me personally, hitting a certain number that I feel comfortable with in monthly cash flow that I can pull, like, you know, 3% from an overall stock market, stock market portfolio or cash flowing from real estate or business, uh, that equals what I would need to live maybe times two. Okay. And then I would just never have to worry about anything again because this is a very stressful job. And stress and anxiety and stuff that I have isn't always the best. Sure. So hitting that number would give me the flexibility of just knowing that, okay, I could just coast until I'm dead. Okay. What is that number? What do you want? And then we could break it down from there because we're, we're going to be starting at the end point and then working backwards, figuring out how you could get there. 16? 16 would be good. 16,000 a month. Okay. 16,000 a month in cash flow. I'm going to say something unpopular. I don't I don't think $16,000 a month is going to be enough. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, not. I'm looking through but a still. lot of these expenses and your mortgage, I think substantially more. I think you have to be more in the third. No, you're right. No, actually you're right. Cause yeah. I just, and then if you want to double that, I think you have to be probably around half a million dollars a year. That's where I think, that's where I think you have to end up. Yeah. So quick math in my head, all I did was double my mortgage, but then that means that no, mortgage, but that no, means you can't do no, that. That's terrible. Cause yeah. that means mortgage is 50% of my income. That would be exactly aggressively terrible. So right. I don't know, $25,000 a month, but again, even $25,000 a month, I feel like that's just like, I'd still have money that I wouldn't even know what to do with. It's like, ridiculous. but it's peace of mind. It's peace of mind. That's what you really want is even if the market crashes 50%, you yeah. want to be okay. I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I assume all my investments are going down 50%. And then I assume other investments, they're worth nothing. I don't even count them. So all of these things in my mind, I'm like a black swan event's going to happen. Uh, everything is going to go to zero. And I work based off that. So I'm like kind of the same way when it comes to that. Uh, so let's first talk about your income. What would you say it averages out to be every month? Yeah, that's a good question. So it definitely varies month by month. But since, well, thanks to you all amazing people out there who are incredibly supportive. I think, you know, recently it's more like low six figures on a monthly basis comes into the business before payroll and before all other expenses like, you know, giving a flat rate to people who are traveling and you know some other expenses that the business is required and of course both of my employees make over six figures on a yearly basis so but that's that's what comes in before all those expenses so. congratulations thank you it's ridiculous You're posting <laughs> hour-long videos three times a week the consistency yeah. that i see on your channel is admirable man I appreciate it. I did that for six years, the three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is grueling. It's grinding yeah. to keep that sort of schedule and have a backlog, like just in case you miss something, yeah. to Sickness have something else everything. you could post. Yeah. Congratulations. How new is that, though? It's very new. Um, I mean, when we when I did uh, an audit on Jack, I was making maybe 15000 20000 mm -hmm. What was that, like six months ago? Yeah, so it scaled up incredibly quickly. Yeah, no, I've been very blessed. Congratulations. So that's why I think it, it's it's somewhat difficult to navigate making such a high income because all of the other expenses that you normally worry about don't make a difference. Like a lot of the money that I've seen you spend are just rounding errors. So it's hard for me to go through and be like, you spent too much money at, uh, at Jimmy John's 
because in the big picture, it really doesn't matter that much relative yeah. to how much you're making. Yeah. But in doing so, there's a lot of stuff that tends to fall through the cracks that you just don't care about that could easily be cleaned up. Yeah. The one thing that really stood out to me, uh, I guess we'll get into the juicy part now. I see uh, a mortgage. Yeah, I got one of those sick mortgages. $8,000 a month. It's what I put towards it. I think minimum is like $7,200. And what about property taxes though? Because that's another good chunk. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all included. So that's mortgage, property taxes, insurance. Okay. Yeah. But no, a massive portion of that is getting by property taxes. Then of the property taxes, like 30, 40% of it gets recaptured by the state and given to other portions of the state anyway. So it's not even supporting Austin. So why did you decide to buy? Because it seemed like you went from- I know. Like, because it seems as though like eight months ago, you wouldn't have qualified for the loan and now you're able to qualify. So within eight months, you decide, okay, I'm making a decent chunk of money. Let's go and put it towards a house at a six and a half percent interest rate. Yeah, which is brutal. This is, this was, I think, (laughs) I don't, when it comes financially, I don't do a lot of impulsive choices. This is one of the more impulsive choices, but of course- it just also happens to be basically $900,000. That's a big thing to be impulsive about. Yeah. So like me, but I needed more space. So Austin neighborhoods, starting from downtown, kind of the radius is around it. The first inner loop of highways, maybe throw a map on screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, a lot of those neighborhoods, you know, the houses have been bought, torn down, built up new. Now they're starting to do the outer ring. I bought just slightly in the outer ring, one of the first places in this neighborhood that yeah. is doing that. So I really think if it follows the trend, this is more of a bet, which is not a great way to go off things, but if it follows the trend of the rest of Austin, I think this neighborhood in the coming years, you know, there, there's houses for sale, tear it down, build a nice new house. And then again, one zip code over, this is a $2.5 million house versus 900,000 here. So I think it has potential. The issue that I see is that you're spending more money owning the home than you could just pay renting it. And you're tying up 20% of your down payment. I I just don't see the upside. You having just recently come into a whole lot of money through this channel, not knowing the trajectory, it's it's probably gonna go really well for you, most likely. But in that small chance, YouTube algorithm changes, something changes, you have no control over those sort of things. Probably you're safe. Uh, but spending this amount of money on a house, I would have told you just to rent. I know. You'd well, be you so, told me to rent. Uh, you would be. We, we talked about it. You could probably <laughs> rent a home similar to this, I'm guessing, for under $7,000 a month. I couldn't find it, but I also wasn't being patient. I bet if I waited, I could have found something like it. Probably. I but, wasn't patient. But you weren't patient at the expense of the next 30 years of having payments. Yeah. Really high payments overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the house, I also have to say, is is it's a newer. It's not a newer neighborhood, but no. this is like the only new house. As we were driving up, I'm like, oh, that's got to be again. That's the inner. That's the that's the loop thing I was talking about. So that was more of a play. I just we'll see if it works out. The, the ideal play, in my opinion, would have been to buy a fixer, buy something oh. that like needs a good chunk of work Grand. to it, <laughs> please, and then you buy it. We're way less. Maybe like what? What's the I've average done that price? Three in this? times. I'm so. I hate that process. Why? I hate that process because it's so annoying. This is the first time I've been able to turnkey, ever. Yeah. And it's been so nice instead of endless construction going on and just bullshit, bullshit. Every day that's costing you two hundred and eighty dollars yes. a day just for you to be able to say that. And the newness is going to wear off. 
give it about six to eight months. You're going to be itching. You're going to think, ah, I need some more space. The driveway is a little too steep. Can't fit my Ferrari up there. It's going to scrape when I have I'm a 2019 Jeep Cherokee, and I have no plan of upgrading, to be very clear. When you get an exotic sports car, convertible, you're not going to be able to pull it up the right no, angle. No, that Scrape on the splitter. I'm just saying, it's a very impulsive choice. It, it, was. I, it was. I would have preferred uh, to have seen you save some money, yeah. maybe with renting nearby. Oh, you know, Similar house for less, yeah. Tell you uh, my equity position in this house is like 20% of my net worth. That's way too, that's way too much tied into a primary residence for a net worth. The thing is your income is skewing. In my every, position. Your income is skewing yeah. everything. So it's, it's, it's haywire. You can't really look at that the same way because you're making so much exactly. and you could hypothetically, Oh, you know, I could pay off the home if I wanted to I in could. a few years, if things continue with this, I could pay it off now. Well, I mean, it, that, but that would rely on you selling other things. Yes, no. That, and yeah. then paying tax on those things. So I don't quite That's know very about true. that. No, you're right. So after, no, tax, after taxes, you'd still be a little screwy on that. Yeah. But just with all the expenses on that, that's something that really stood out to me as something that uh, just you got to cool it on the impulsive bit. That's like the yeah. only thing financially I've been impulsive on for what it's worth. Other than like, okay, I'm going to go get a little... Nom right now and get those calories uh, that fits in the budget. But okay. you're right. No, that was a choice. Okay. Love the house, though. It's a great house. Yeah. Yeah, I like the house. I'm not unhappy yeah. with I the like house. I like the house. I don't like the price. I know. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, we also have to talk about... Oh, your- actually, well, before you leave from the house, yeah. listed for 1.4, I got it down to 914, though. Yeah, but it was never worth no, 1.4 it, to begin with. It was not. It was not, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> People put their homes listed all the time at ridiculous prices. I know. Some of them, what they'll do is they'll start it high and then reduce it so that you think, wow, they just reduced the price. This must be such a yeah. good deal now. They just dropped it 15%. It's never worth that to I begin know. with. I know. And then sometimes they underprice it and get multiple offers so it gets bid up. It just depends on their how motivated they are to sell. Um, so on the topic of the house, I actually noticed you have an Ashley furniture loan. So you yeah. finance the furniture. Zero percent, baby. For what? One year? How long is this? I think it's six months. Zero uh, percent. Uh, so the logic behind this, yeah. uh, please, we'll see. Humor uh, me. I, I personally like zero percent financing or very low finances and uh, financing, and then investing the rest. And that's just what I wanted to do with this. What was it, like fifteen thousand bucks total? Sure. I just didn't. I wanted to invest at all. Listen, I can't, I can't I fault know. I can't fault the logic, but yeah. it seems like at your income, it's it would be the equivalent yeah. of you kind of going out of your way to like pick up pennies off the ground. It's like yeah. you going downtown, be like, I'm going to pick up all the quarters that like, because when you think of how much you're left over, I see you have like a SoFi savings account with four and a half percent interest. Yeah. After tax, what is that going to look like? Maybe one point eight percent, and then we got to think, yeah. what's one point eight percent of fifteen thousand dollars? What what is that? That's going to be two, basically rounded up to two percent, uh, and then we got to think. Well, only six months worth of that. So, yeah, it's not bad, but I just think in the big picture, is is stuff like this even worth your time? And Probably that's not. really what it's going to come down to. I think it's good to keep those habits of like being frugal, making the smart choices, but something like this, I just I wouldn't even think about it. I just for like a to always like, you feel like to, I'm a, I'm finessing, but. You're right. No, I mean, to be completely honest, yeah. I don't think I've mentally adjusted to the income. I could tell. Yeah. Because some of the spending seems way out of control. And then some of the things like this, this seems like something you would do 
if you have an emergency fund that's making some cash on the sidelines, mm -hmm. that few hundred extra dollars over six months is going to be a big deal. Yeah. That's really going to help out. That could be a week's worth of groceries. But for you, when you calculate how much that's that's worth relative to everything else, it just doesn't seem like this is worth the mental headspace of having an Ashley Furniture loan yeah. to furnish your almost million dollar home so you could get free interest <laughs> for six months. And I'm the one who's really encouraging it. Like, I know. I'm the one who would say, do it. But I think in your situation, if you could get better clarity on anything else by not having an extra loan under your name, I, I probably... That's true. Go without it, honestly. It is set up uh, just for sake of your conscience. Yeah. It is set up that you know it's going to be the, the minimum monthly payments that I put towards it. You know, it automatically pays I off. Know. I don't have to think about I it. Know. No interest will be charged. But I was hoping they give you a discount. Like, hey, open up our credit card. We're going to give you twenty percent off oh, the entire thing. Yeah. Usually, that's what I see that they they do. Like when you shop at Macy's, oh, would you like to open up a Macy's credit card? You get twenty percent yeah. off your first order. Got fifty percent off <laughs> my friend's mom. Working there. Wait, wait, what? Your friend's mom? My friend's mom is the store manager there, okay, so I got 50% off. I didn't, like, bang my friend's mom or anything, no. So I got 50% on my friend's mom, though. No. Your poor friend. She's a, she's a very lovely person. So while we're on the topic of real estate, though, I do notice you own uh, quite a lot of real estate. Congratulations. Thank you. One, two, three, five properties in total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So walk us through this. Besides this place that you bought with 20% down, you yeah. have a condo mm -hmm. that you bought at a good time. Uh, mid-2021, so values have gone up a, a bit since then. And you have what seems like a decent chunk of equity, about 100 something thousand dollars of equity in this. You're going to hate this. Huh. At that great rate, I still, I want to sell it right now. 3.13. I wouldn't be opposed to you selling. Really? Because here's what I think. When I th when I see this value in your payment, your monthly payment's $2,400 a month plus- The condo association. Okay. What could you rent this place out Only $2,500. Sell. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So Thank you. Yeah. Everyone else has been saying no. Thank you. Well, that's what I would do. Everyone's like, it, yeah. uh, the land's going to get bought by some, because they changed the zoning so it can go higher. It's an old building and there's an empty lot next door. So they, someone thinks someone's going to come in and build a new complex. It's possible. It is. But, but, but negotiating, how many how many units in this building? Uh, it's like 30. It's really small. Yeah. Negotiating buyouts is going to take a long time. It's very yes, complicated. Yes. Yeah. And for a developer, even though you can build higher, it doesn't mean it's, it's, and the it's going to be the cost of anyway, so. to build higher. Yeah. So I'm saying for a developer, when they see a building like that, usually they want a building empty. They want something easy that they can yeah. just tear down, start building soon. Negotiating buyouts, like 28 people could be on board and then you have the two that aren't. And then what do you do for those two people? You have to overpay if you want to get them out and someone yeah. can still hold out. So I would say in this case, unless you're really betting on Austin continuing to go up in value, it doesn't make sense as a rental. If you did rent it out at 25, you're going to be gaining minimal equity paying down the mortgage every month. It's going to be a hassle. This is one of the few places I would sell. The other benefit is that you've lived here for two of the last five years. Yes. So you'd be exempt from paying any capital gains taxes. So for me, this would be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. Sell it as soon as possible. And the market seems pretty strong right now. So I would take that cash, do anything else with it. I don't think it makes sense as a rental. I, I want to put it into another property, but up in Michigan, because my Michigan uh, properties cash flow very well. I see this. So you bought one at uh, $120,000. How do you find $120,000? Where in Midwest, Michigan dude, is this? Midwest. Where in this Michigan? is a college town, Kalamazoo. Really? Yeah. And you just hire a property manager on it? Yep. So I worked with someone that I rented from when I 
live there. Yeah. Uh, their group, they rented to me. Um, and uh, I mean, they're fantastic. They're my broker and they're my property management company. So this seems like a pretty good cash on cash return. So your monthly payment's about $900. Mm-hmm. Monthly rent is twelve fifty, And that monthly payment, is that including like property manager yep. everything? So uh, you're all no, out, no? no. no? Mon- uh, property manager will take uh, $10,000. Or uh, not $10,000, that would be insane. 10%. Yeah. Uh, but that is before the income that comes in. What do you mean 10% before the income that comes in? So the income that you see coming in there is what I receive personally. Uh, so that's after their 10%. Got it. So this yeah. is net. That's a pretty decent cash on cash return. My yeah. only criticism is whether or not this is worth your time at this point. Because right now you got a cash cow and that would be your business. Yeah. And so anything- Well, I don't think about this. I've never thought about it since I purchased it. That's good. Yeah. But you will at some point. At as some a, point, yeah. have you had a vacancy through here? One of those is going through an eviction. Okay. Right now. And you are thinking about that to some degree. You, you To some degree. If you're financing furniture, you're thinking about an eviction. Because you're thinking about every day someone's in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're not paying rent. I guess you think that eviction is costing you way more than you're Maybe I should be arbit- thinking about it more than I do. <laughs> I think I've thought about it once this month. <laughs> That's good. You're very fortunate. <laughs> I had an eviction. This must have been about 10 years ago. And it was consuming my life. Yeah. Every day I was thinking about it and just like... And and I was receiving threatening messages from the tenant at the time. Yeah. So that was bad. I know that one. So try <laughs> to avoid that. Your next rental is also fantastic. Uh, well, you bought it a little high. See so if values have gone down. But yes, that one was weird because it was actually val- it was appraised much higher, but the value has. I mean, all I did was go off his estimates on this. No, it's his not estimates great. not no, accurate not. at but, all. But so I wanted to create rough numbers for you because I, I don't have access to the MLS and I'm not messing with numbers up there anyway. I just trust That's my fine. broker when I go to purchase properties. So according to that, it went down. But that one, is that the one I bought in cash? Yes, yeah, yeah. cash one. So that's the one that's currently going through an eviction. I, mm. I've given them months, months. They have not paid once. And every time we've gone in to do a repair, they like threaten the people. So like I'm very morally torn on the eviction thing because like, you, this, this person lives here. Yeah. Yes, I own the property, but the person lives here. Like, where are they going to go? They haven't paid once and that's okay. I'm willing to work with them as they're like trying to find a new job or whatever their situation is, or if they have a medical thing going on, that's fine. But with the threats going on that they've done towards our maintenance people and stuff like that, it's just a situation where uh, they've clearly not put any effort forward of trying to get jobs. They've hired lawyers to, instead of trying to pay rent uh, before we even started the eviction process. Are, so, the, are these professional tenants? Do you know what that is? Mm. There's a thing called professional tenants where what they do is they they know the basics of the law (laughs) and they can move in with a security deposit and get sometimes upwards of one to three years of free rent Mm. depending on what they do. And I've seen tenants also file for bankruptcy and you can't do anything when they're in bankruptcy. Drag out the bankruptcy. They could cancel the bankruptcy in the future. But they'll be able to get one to two years of free rent. And then by the time you're actually able to get them out, you've spent so much time and money that they then go and do it to somebody else. They have another place lined up, and that's just what they do. She came with the house. Oh, she did. She was the previous tenant. Never take a tenancy. Well, the thing is, like the that. the listing price and the yeah. appraisal price at, at the of what it was appraised for. Doing a cash offer, I got it for forty thousand dollars less than it was appraised, which was really good. And I don't know, I don't know what it appraised for today because we can't trust a Zillow. Mm-hmm. So I was getting a good deal on it, and still the projected rent. Uh, once we get someone in there from our uh, from my broker, who every time she's projected rent, she's gotten it, yeah. gotten it more. She sure. undercuts it. Like it, it cash flows at. Like 1.2% a month of the value. But now here's the thing. Who did the appraisal? 
did you do, did you do it? No, or no, this? an appraisal, you know, like a professional appraiser. And that was part of your contingency? So you oh, hired yeah. the, okay. Oh, yeah. And why couldn't it be delivered vacant? I don't know. Um, I don't remember. I want to thank today's episode sponsor, SoFi. They've got some incredible tools to help you take control of your personal finances. If you haven't heard of SoFi yet, they are an all-in-one finance app that simplifies your financial life. You can bank, borrow, and invest all from one place. SoFi makes managing your finances a breeze. Whether you're keeping tabs on your cash, investments, monthly savings, spending categories, or even upcoming expenses, it's all displayed on one mobile dashboard. You can even add your property so you're checking the value of your home over time and tracking your net worth over time. And their credit score monitoring will not hurt your credit score. You'll earn cash reward points every time your credit score goes up and there's no added cost. New users get up to $10 in reward points just for signing up and activating credit score monitoring. And SoFi wants you to get your money right, so they're actually giving one of you in the audience right now $2,500. All you have to do to enter is to sign up for the free credit score monitoring with SoFi by scanning this QR code on screen or by checking it out in the link in the description below. Thanks again to SoFi for sponsoring this episode. It's a, it's a lesson. Just always yeah. you pick your own tenants. You're in control mm-hmm. of that. Uh, and then in Illinois rental, first one. Uh, yeah, this is the first one. Uh, monthly rent nine hundred and fifty dollars on a looks like a six hundred and something dollar payment. Yeah, it's not the best. So it's a it's okay. Yeah. Uh, it was but, my first one. I rushed into it. But you're saying you want to buy another rental right now? Yes, because I mean I've learned a lot throughout the process. I have yeah. the math down. I have the area down. Sure. In the relationship, my relationship with them—that's a different broker and stuff. They're okay. The area is not as good. It's, that I just rushed into because I had money. And I was like, I, I've been wanting a rental property forever. I'm just gonna buy a rental property. Well, that sounds impulsive too. Yes, it was. So and we, I don't do that for so we rental have a theme, properties. Now. But we have a theme with you in real estate. Yes. Seeming a little impulsive buying. Get a- very excited to real estate. <laughs> buying HGTV houses. kid. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe because I've always been interested in real estate. Uh, just before I even knew anything about personal finances, like it was still a dream that I would have rental properties in the mm-hmm. area that I grew up in. So yeah. it's hard to pinpoint it why, but I, I know that's something I've been interested in for a long time. Okay. So is that what you plan to do with this Austin condo? I want to sell take it. that and then put it in a rental property. Yeah. Are you seeing good opportunities right now in today's with There's today's interest rates? Three properties right now that's open internally for the brokerage. Mm-hmm. That uh, there's one they're putting it up for uh, uh, two hundred eighty thousand dollars. I think it's worth about two hundred uh, thirty thousand dollars. But it's currently cash flowing. It's a, a tri- triplex. Is that a Tri- word? Yeah, oh, triplex. Okay. Triplex. It's a triplex uh, bringing in $3,500 of rent a month. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I'm interested in. You know, they're selling it for 2800 or uh, 280000 I should be able to get that much lower with cash. What's, and the, it's, what's the area w- worth? I mean, is, is that it's high yeah. cash flow for a reason because it's got to be higher risk. The area's probably not appreciating it's at college the same students. College students. So it's, I buy right off of Western Michigan University. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like across the country zoning. Mm. It's people we've ruined ourselves with terrible zoning laws, but because of that, sure. they build no new housing in that area. Okay, and there's just there's always demand. Students need places to live, uh, so it's just like since forever that it's been like the easiest place to rent. And what's maintenance like? What about repairs? Um, so far I haven't had to do anything major, uh, but I am setting three uh, percent aside on a monthly basis uh, for. Uh, future repairs and three percent, an additional three percent for future vacancies. Good. 
Um, so, but I haven't had any major repairs yet. I've seen some college rentals and they are trashed, man. Yeah. Have you, have you walked through? Oh, virtually. Okay. I've seen like holes in the wall, mm-hmm. things completely broken, doors like off their hinges. It's wild. And I know so I couldn't I deal that with that. I'll never touch that. I know I couldn't deal with that yeah. myself. That's why I have this brokerage and someone who's been doing it in the area for 20 years with a good track record. So while we're on the topic of investments, you mentioned something about burger. Yeah. And you brought a whole bunch of food for us when oh, we yeah. got here. Taste and menu. Like 20 bags <laughs> of food. And you're telling me you want to invest? You want to buy a burger? Oh, yeah. I, I think as far as... So cash flow opportunities. Again, yeah. to get to that goal, I'm looking for cash flow, which sometimes... What? It's so stupid because you have the cash flow right in front of you. You have a pot of gold that's right here. What? And you're thinking, YouTube? well... Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Yes, but you're... But you're you're, you're like, you, you have all the money right here. And you're like, ooh, what, what, what's this over here? And maybe I could do this over here and buy, you know, arbitrage, this interest rate over here for a few hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like, it's it's stupid for me because I see like all this opportunity right here. Well, and you're I, looking, I you're don't want to take away from this though. Like I, I already have in place a full-time operator who would run it for me completely. So like, again, it wouldn't take much mental so, energy. I like outsourcing. So explain what burger is for people not familiar you schooled me the on the best Buda burger, burger I've ever okay. had. Okay. Personally, I know you disagree with that <laughs> Jack in the audience who likes in and out for some unhumane reason. Um, it's incredible. It's a local spot opened in a gas station a year and a half ago. It's fantastic. It's owned by a dude who's done actually really successful businesses in Toronto. And then mm-hmm. he moved down here during the pandemic cause everything was like closed up there and he just didn't want that, I guess. And he uh, started this place. It's just like the most fresh food you can get. Everything. The meat is ground on a daily basis at the store and it is so good. It's affordable for the area. That place is always popping. People are getting deliveries like crazy. And I, you know, I, I, for legal reasons, can't talk about their numbers, but mm-hmm. they make money. So even like the 12% cash on cash return, I get on some rental properties. Mm-hmm. Like if I can do better with some money I put into something, I feel like. So how much money would you invest in something like that? Uh, well, it's, well, it's going to depend on the location because there's going to be build out, right? Physical build out. So that would be the expensive place. He's not going to, since I'm going to be the first franchise owner and then obviously I have the media presence, I'm not going to have a franchise fee. And until it's well profitable, I'm not going to be paying anything on a monthly basis back to him. So it's almost like an independent offshoot until it's successful. Uh, so the finances up front would be, um, you know, whatever inventory we need. And then obviously the build out of a location. Build out is expensive. So I looked into doing a franchise and and I got to the point of having a franchise contract Mm -hmm. ready in my email reviewed by attorneys. And I was one signature away and I decided against it. The cost is through the roof. It's going to take way more money than you expect. Mine would be a small franchise, not even a big one, a small one, similar to you, more of like a startup. Yeah hundreds of thousands of dollars is how much it takes for the build outs Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands and it's going to take longer than you expect so i think you're probably looking at if it's if it's anywhere similar to mine and it the food's somewhat similar it was like five to seven hundred thousand dollars depending on how high end you're going with this that's how much it is so when you're talking about basically betting your net worth on a franchise i know that's silly it seems i don't think you're at the point where you could make fu investments a franchise is something you do when you have FU money, when you've made yeah. it, and you're like, I could afford to light this money on fire, and I wouldn't even care or yeah. notice. Then you could start making burger investments. You're not at the point. You you have everything. You, you have a winning lottery ticket, and you want to make a side bet, yeah. betting that lottery ticket that 
oh, maybe I could do better over here. The other issue that I see with franchises, you're stuck on that lease. You're signing yes. a long-term lease on, usually those leases are like five to seven years and then you're negotiating options beyond that. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do in the event that business is not doing well? You're 600 grand in the hole. You have a monthly payment of five, six grand a month. The business is losing money. You're dealing with employees who are quitting. High turnover rates on franchises, by the way. A lot of insurance costs go into that too. A lot of expense. You're also at the whims of whatever the food people want to charge you for for the cost of the food. There's so many variables. You also have to consider the location that you want to get in. One location could be really successful while the other's not. Yeah. So you're building out a brand new audience somewhere else who's not used to going into the Buddha Burger. Mm-hmm. It's not. This is not investment I would ever do. Ever unless, unless you have so much money that you just don't care. Like this. This is this is a fun investment that you should value at zero because you don't have yeah. experience in the food industry. You're relying on other people without Please, the. Please, sir, I delivered Jimmy John's for oh, like four. Ex- years. Excuse me. Excuse me. You've you've eaten quite a lot of. So you do have experience with with the place, yeah. but managing a business like that, you don't have the experience. You're relying on other people, and you're fronting all the money. You're taking all the risk on yes, this. Absolutely. If you were taking all the risk, don't do a franchise. You can come up with your own thing, own a hundred percent of it. You could be. The I can't make a burger as good as them, though. I See, would. I would beg to differ. The reason I, I'm attached yeah. to them is because I think they have an amazing product and process. I don't personally. I don't see it, and yeah. I don't think you should be fronting that amount of money. That's, that's a lot of money. You're, you're taking on 100% of the risk. The owner of Burger is getting all the benefit because now your name is attached to Burger. Automatically gives it a lot of credibility. He could easily sell other franchises because he could say, well, if Caleb Hammer did it, then and he's the money guy, then it's a good investment because if the money guy yeah. is doing it, you should do it too. So, so it's too high risk for you. This is out of your... Out it's, of your it's risk not, it's, zone. It's not only too high risk, but you don't have the finances to support it. Yeah. You're eight months in something, and I think you're getting ahead of yourself. No, here. I think you're right. It's like what I kind of did when I started making more money on YouTube, I thought of, and I, I heard someone else say this, they based their income spending finances on like three years prior. And so I heard something like that, and I thought to myself, would three years ago me approve of this purchase? If three years ago me would say, no, that's too much money, that's stupid, I, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not until the point where I thought three years ago me, okay, can afford it, it's reasonable, I'm not making a stupid decision. If I need, if, if things, you know, if I need to sell it, I could sell it and get my money back. This is this is a huge liability, and yeah. three years ago you would never have done this investment. Based on, <laughs> yeah. based on eight months of income doing well on YouTube, you also have to consider what happens in that five to seven year lease, if something happens to YouTube and yeah. that burger's not doing well for whatever reason, maybe just a bad location, maybe maybe just people aren't jiving with it. Realistically, it's probably just going to be more money than you expect. It's going to be a higher rent than you expect, higher employee turnover, training employees is critical. The operator, that's what the operator's for. Of but course. Yeah. But even with a great operator, you're still going to have yeah. a very high employee turnover. That was one of the things that I really disliked about the franchise thing. You know, I almost uh, franchised. It was um, uh, uh, one of those frozen yogurt places. Almost did that. And that was 2013 or 2014. I, I went between that and getting a rental property. And I liked the frozen yogurt franchise because I thought, wow, I could make 25 to 30% on my money. Versus a rental property that at best is going to be doing about 8 to 9%. So why wouldn't I take the 30%? 
I ended up taking the rental property. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. My friend did the frozen yogurt friend. <laughs> Horrible. Now, unfortunately, a lot of this was not due to him, but employee turnover. He was there every day. Because if your employees aren't there opening at 9 a.m., they'll call you at 8.35. Yeah. Place has to open at 9 because it's a franchise. What do you do? Uh, sorry, I can't make it. It's not feeling well today. Yeah, you could let that person go, but you still have to be there physically to open up the store. He was there like seven days a week from open to close. And sometimes you'd be there at open, have employees during the day, and then employees would leave early. Say, hey, I got to go. Something came up. And he would have to go there to close the store. Holidays too. COVID ruined, oh, yes, yes. ruined him. And the franchise requested that he stay open during a lot of the days that Los Angeles was for the most part shut down. So he would remain open even though like only a few people would come in and he said that it costs more to stay open than it would be just to close and pay all the rent and pay, pay all the overhead. Like it would cost him money. So like I hear all of these stories and I think for a franchise, it's not worth the headache. And you're not at the point. If you had, let's just say 20 million bucks, consistent income of yeah. $50,000, $70,000 a month. And you say, I love this burger place. This is a hobby of mine. I could write this off to zero. I don't care. I just want to support the owner. Consider this then like a gift to the owner. Be like, I like this guy. I like the food. I'm going to throw some money and see what happens. I write it off as zero. Because I see this as like a startup investment. Like yes. if you were to invest in a startup with a one in a hundred chance of ever making it, that's essentially what this is. They have a proven model though. And if it's open, they have one. A, they have one store. They don't have. Yeah. A, there's no franchise. There's no proven model. Well, the, they have the, one store but that's that successful. Store has proven itself. And if that's it's, that, that's not a franchise though. You want a franchise? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no, no, you're right. no. One store has done well. That doesn't mean it's repeatable. I've also seen one-off yeah. stores do well. They try to repeat it in another location. Doesn't do as well for whatever reason. Same metro area though. Yeah, doesn't matter. What would you think about a lower cost food truck? which is very popular. Food truck courts are huge here. And that would probably be half or Why do you want to do cost. all these things? Okay, so too, the, well, the question much, you asked man. me, yeah. the question you asked me is a big question. What if the YouTube income dries up? But it's not. Well, we don't know. We don't <laughs> but you're know. focusing on all these other things. You're yeah. focusing on all these other maybes if and what YouTube ifs. YouTube if, income dries up, that's where I want. But it's you, not drying up right now. Not right so, now, but you would want something in place though. And that's where my idea it, behind a side business. Eventually. Eventually, but here's the thing: if YouTube dries up, you definitely don't want to be tied to a franchise that's a, a coin flip of being successful or not. You don't want to be tied down. You lack for the years. faith, huh? You lack the faith. You can, there, the franchise that I wanted to do was was the best product that yeah. I've had in that category. The best by far. Mm -hmm. I love it, and I still eat there. I still decided against it. You've clearly been very successful in the YouTube game. You have a substantial making of piles of monies and things like that. So my philosophy always is, if people know more than you, lean on them. So I will take your advice on the franchise. I, pre I appreciate that. Yes. I think here's the way I see it. You have something very good going on. I would take all of your resources, all of your mental energy, double down on the channel. Here's my fear with your channel. It's, it's a really, really, really good concept. Mm -hmm. There will be a point, and people are going to disagree with me from what I've seen across everybody. There's going to be a point eventually where it gets a bit stale, sure. where people are just familiar with it. They could predict it. Yes, every story is going to be different. Yeah. But when you look at someone, even, even like a Dave Ramsey audience, mm -hmm. 
Every story is a bit different, but he's got his core audience there. And the, the odd video does, you know, great views. You've built something really special. It's very unique. No one could be you. And I'm here in this chair, and I, I can't be anywhere close to what you're doing. I think you're going to notice other people start to pop up with the same format, the same sort of thing. And they're going to be different personalities. They're going to put their different spin on things. They pay but, for ads under my videos. Do they really? <laughs> yeah, they promote their videos well, under my grand, videos. Well, good. Well, you're getting paid off that then. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. So you're making a little bit off that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think keeping this show exciting, relevant, cutting edge, and entertaining for people to continue coming back with different, you know, objectives. And you were telling me about something you were doing with someone on the show uh, outside of the office. I thought that was really cool. And yeah, they I, know about it. It's a grocery shopping trip. Okay, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. so I think stuff like that is fantastic. I'd also like to see you at some point maybe going in like car shopping with someone who's, you know, want, needs to get a new car and like you have uh, motorcycles. I, you going shopping with someone, clothes shop. I, I don't know. You reeling back people's spending. I think stuff like that could be entertaining. But We're I going would, to H&M with Graham. Deal. Well, <laughs> let's, let's do it. I think stuff like that is how you keep your business going well and continuing to expand. Because if you do the same thing, and I'm guilty of it, you do the same thing, eventually people will start to move on because there's going to be more competition. There's, there's a lot be, of shows I want to do, actually. That's yeah. why I've brought on the the two people over there. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm able to spend more focus on the, you know, planning out some other things we want to do. So when yeah. we get the studio that we want to do, we want to have different sets for different shows we want to do. Because, yeah, no, the show's been successful. And I think it's always going to help people. But will it always do as well as it is now? No, probably not. And I want to make sure that there's, you know other avenues that people yeah. can consume things that they would want to consume. I think realistically the show will continue to do well for a while because I think it's a great format. It's exactly what algorithms love, which is long form content that you could clip up stuff like that will do well on almost every platform because you could take the hour post on YouTube and then release it everywhere else in their own algorithms and, and have it do well. So I think realistically you've got years ahead of you on <laughs> this. I think as long as you just be a little bit cutting edge on this, because sure. I think the format works right now, but for how long? We don't know. Yeah. Kind of like you hit a gold mine and you don't know how long that vein of gold is there for. Like you could run out in a year or that vein of gold could be there for 50 years. Yeah. But it's like if you're mining for gold and you've got the gold, why would you say, well, yeah, the mine right might run out at some point. So let me look over here. You got it right in front of you. And that, and that's the thing that I'm seeing is that you're very like, here, 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 this idea. This. And I think it's commendable that you want all these income sources. Yeah. But it, it pales. I don't want to rely on one. But it pales in comparison to it what does. you're doing with this. And one month of what you're doing here could be a year, two years yeah. of income on something else that will take your time away from, I think, what's important, which is this. I'm nervous of focusing too much financially from youtube though a lot of money can be made oh we you know we we get so many sponsor requests and we turn down so many because they're just absolute shit. we there's there's so much there's more money to be made than we can do but i want the show to actually focus on people's situations that are more individual unique that help people out there balancing that with what we know could be a good cash grab like we put out that video with the model uh i guess when this video is coming out a week before it mm -hmm. um 
Like, okay, we could replicate that every single week if we wanted to. And that would just, you know, make double the money almost. But it's like, <laughs> I also want to balance, you know, yeah. making it because there's no point of this content if it doesn't actually help people. Because that is like the goal in the end, right? So I don't, I don't I know. I agree. I, I'm but a little nervous is, of being too yeah. money focused with the YouTube channel. I don't think you have to be money focused. I would be more creatively focused. I'm just saying okay. money wise, you've got everything you need right here. This should be your focus. Everything here. Your time should be spent being in front of the camera, strategizing and being creative. You're going to get 10 times higher return doing that than you will doing a franchise, buying another rental property. There, there are fantastic investment opportunities out there as well, but I'm worried. I don't want to see that distracting you from sure. what I think. This is so unique. You've got something here and I wouldn't spread your time out anywhere else other than what's important, which is this. All right. That makes sense. I won't do it. Good. Do I have your word on that? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I do. I. Th I think you're gonna say that. No, no, no. But because I. I but I, because I was telling you to rent originally. I'm like, dude, I'd rent right now. Huh, huh. You know, values yeah. are a little sticky. Mortgages. You're I don't right know. about that. And you didn't do it. Well, here's my thing. Yeah. I'm 90% sure I'm not going to do it from this conversation. I just, I'm getting access to a deep dive on their numbers in a few days. And I just like, what if all of a sudden there's this. <laughs> I, I hope you take that 90% into consideration. Oh, I 100%. A very strong uh, consideration. I 90% am. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. Based on this, if you were five years from now and you'd say, I could light this on fire, wouldn't even notice if it's gone and this is a hobby, then do it. Yeah. But I don't think you're at that point yet based on what I've seen so far. I'll buy another property then. Yeah. Perhaps in cash. Buy another I'm only doing them in cash right now because of the rates and I can get good deals on them. That one I was just telling you about, that's one that I'm considering. So maybe it's, that's yeah. the move. It's tough for me because I see, well, you're getting good returns. Yeah. But where I'm looking, like a lot of Las Vegas recently, the returns that I'm seeing, unfortunately, are the same returns that I could get locked in with the treasury for yeah. zero work whatsoever. That's because you don't like doing multi-state. You know, you don't like doing far yeah. away, right? Not really. Yeah. No. You're a local I, man. I like investing where I could see yeah. because when you drive by certain areas, you could just see. It's like, that's going to go up in value. Just You, you see all the Fair. development around. You could see like people are moving in one direction or another. Like personally, I'm just going to say the arts district of Las Vegas. It's an area right by downtown it kind of looks a little weird when you go in, like a lot of dilapidated buildings, but you get into these pockets of just like really cool hipster looking techie people. And it's like a hub now. So like mm, I see yeah. that and I would never have noticed unless you're just there and you're familiar with what's going on. So that's why I like to invest where, where I see, that's where I live. It is my hometown and I lived in yeah. that uh, area for a while. So I think that's the only reason sure. why I feel comfortable with it because I guess it would be harder if I've never been there. Yeah. No. Would you say that when it comes to your spending, you have any uh, issues or anything that would stand out in this? Well, let's see. Uh, obviously I invest a lot of money. Uh, so, I mean, payroll is high, but I like payroll being high. I sure. like them making money. Uh, and both of them make over six figures, but reward good work with good mm -hmm. monies. And obviously I'm making great money, so I'm not going to pay less for that, but payroll's high. Mm -hmm. uh, and then paying, you know, travel compensations for people that come here and we're always continuing to update it as well. That's I have high. to say, by the way, you had us picked up at the airport with a Lincoln Navigator. 
Ex- it's excessive. I, I, it is. I Only think, for you. <laughs> I think for your guests, you could wow them if they're flying in to come on the show, but not for Jack and I. Like, we would have been happy with an Uber. I thought it was too much. Every <laughs> once in a while, I'll have a little bougie moment, and that was my little bougie moment uh, for you guys, because I've been a big fan forever, and Jack's yeah. been here. I love Jack. Uh, I just so thought I want it, you guys to get the special ob- treatment. Objectively, I saw that, and I would have rather you would save the money. Well, <laughs> plus, also, you guys haven't been able to get my ass on a plane. Yeah, true. So I'm like, yeah. all right, you know, treat them a little. Yeah. Well, are we going to be able to get over? Have you talked about that? We should talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, I'll talk about yeah. anything. If you want to say but that we for want yours it, or mine. No, it's, it's, we could talk about it on both. Oh, okay. Uh, on the iced coffee hour, by the way, if you want to see the full interview on this. But... Uh, Afraid of airplanes. You don't want to get... No, it's not fear of airplanes. It's a panic disorder, not being in control. So when you're on an airplane or in an area where I just can't get to my, like, escape place, it's just, like, it's an overwhelming phobia that I've allowed to build over the years. And since I've allowed it to build and it just gets worse and worse and worse, I just get anxious when I'm in situations I can't control. I can't land the plane if I'm having a terrible panic attack. So it's not even, like, well, I have... I thought maybe I'd have one today because I was just nervous about this whole situation. So I was nervous about being nervous. But it didn't happen. Maybe it wouldn't happen on a plane. But the phobia of me being so afraid of getting stuck in a place and having a panic attack is so extreme that I'm missing out on so many aspects of life that I could experience right now. So it seems like you're afraid of being afraid yes. in an area where you can't escape. And it's developed a true phobia. It's, it's not fear legitimate. Of the fear. Yeah, it's not like just fear itself. It's like a true mental barrier that is in... Like, I cannot get over the wall, and I don't know how is it, to. Is it a fear of, like, the plane crashing? No, I don't give a shit no. about that. Or the flights. I've been on a plane. I've gone to Paris Yeah, a long time ago. So what is it about being able to escape? Because I'm terrified of the plane crashing. Yeah. Like, that's my biggest fear. Which, by the way, TikTok knows for some reason. Yeah. I got, like, w- recommended one oh, plane really? crash video <laughs> and started recommending them. And then I've never had a phobia of flying, ever. And now I get nervous on flights because TikTok started recommending these plane crash videos well we and all know I've the never, statistics yeah. around it oh, yeah. so i mean like i'm yeah. again i'm not afraid of that it's just being stuck like even i i prefer driving versus having someone else driving you know yeah. that's just what i prefer i prefer i don't know it's 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 hard to explain but it's just the idea of not being in control and being stuck in a situation yeah. that you can't get out of when you have you should issue. start small you should start Please. by you not driving having someone oh, else drive I'm fine with places. that now i've okay, gotten better good. with that yeah and we could take short flights. Flight to Vegas yeah. might be kind of nice. Sure. That's like three hours you're stuck on a thing. That's Two like hours, me going 45 like minutes. Wow, okay. Very easy. I was thinking of doing like a, a flight to Dallas. And then I could drive back. <laughs> That's short. What is that, like 30 minutes? Like an hour because it takes a while to sure. climb. And... Do you meditate? It's difficult. Nah. That might help. Maybe. I mean. I uh, think that would help in a situation like that. I've tried it before. It really calms you down. It makes I you think. I can't concentrate because of my tinnitus. I have tinnitus or too. Tinnitus. You do? Yeah, I do. You know, it's actually pronounced tinnitus. No. Yeah. Fun fact. Oh wow. Yeah. Thanks, NPR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've had it my entire life. So it's my loud. entire life. So it's silent. It's always it's always a ringing sound, yeah. no matter what. Do you sleep with a box fan or noise machine? You're a madman. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. No. Now this is there. recently we started to with uh, like the sounds of like crickets at night, but I've never done that before. Hmm. I'm used to it. It's it becomes white noise after a while. It's like yeah. a little thing I don't even. Well, it just gets louder it. in silence. So anytime I've done something similar to meditation, when I'm in that silent mode, and all of a sudden it goes, then I'm gonna, and then all of a sudden that's all I can that's think why about. Meditation would help calm that down. 
Yeah. It's just about letting go. When you get the intrusive, intrusive, yeah, I can't say. It. When you get the intrusive, intrusive, <laughs> intrusive. intrusive. When you get the intrusive thoughts, uh, it, it teaches you how to let them go. And I think being in that state, if you get those same thoughts on an airplane, you'll know how to let them go. No, I want to. Okay. I very much want to. So okay. this is a step that I'm going to have to take somehow. Another step you could take is actually getting a credit card that gives you rewards besides the carrot credit card. Yeah. There's a lot of things on the carrot credit card that I see that are getting you nothing back. And they seem very disorganized. You had sent all of your like credit card statements to mm -hmm. me. And the one thing I couldn't understand is which credit cards are for which? Because it seems like well, besides the Amazon business. one. I keep this for business only. But there are other business credit cards that will give you there points are. back. Like at least if you're going to use this card, spend it on things that get you points back. Because right now you've spent $6,000 on this card and gotten 271 points back, which is yeah. what, like $3? Who knows? Yeah, I did not set up the categories correctly. Remember when I said earlier I like to finesse? Well, apparently I like to finesse selectively. So I did not, I have not uh, taken the time to... Finesse business purchases. Now, you say, you say it's business, but why a lot of Jimmy John's? Well, is so on like long days launches? of work, that's just usually what, like, I'll get that for dinner and then I'll get back to work and stuff like that. So it's just like stuff like that. Get it right after the shoot, then eat it back to administrative. Is that healthy? It depends what you get, but what I get, no. <laughs> and mostly, yeah. no. Why not transition to some healthier foods? I, I've done that many times. Yeah. I just, I, I'm a yo yoer. I'm a yo yo. I've yoed all the way back up. So, but we could yo back down. We can, yeah. Well, but unfortunately, with my yeah. yo experience, then I'd yo up. So, actually, recently, recently, yeah. oh, that's last month's statement. Recently, I have been a little better. Okay, uh, Mister. But of course, we all know that doesn't count. That doesn't count for people on my show either. If you're just doing a little better recently, oh, fuck you. You know, you're getting in recent habits. It's yeah. like, all right. But historically, I've demonstrated that, no, I eat poorly. Does it take up a big percentage of the budget? Not even close. But that doesn't matter. It's health-wise. Yeah. I think so you, would, you would really benefit from Factor, yes. Cook Unity, one of those meal delivery services. Sign up for that. You'll pay a little bit more. Actually, you know what? You're probably going to pay about the same price per meal yeah. as you're spending eating out. But you'll know exactly what the calories are. It'll be really fresh food. Mm -hmm. I would do that. I've done Factor, and they've been a sponsor twice Factor's on this been channel. Fantastic. They're, no, yeah. they've been really good. And then all of a sudden, I'll just I, I forget to like continue it or whatever. Like I enjoy it, then I forget to continue. It, then I get my Jim and Johns, and it's just like all right. Well. I think you're at a point right now where you got everything dialed in. Now you could start focusing your time on health. Yeah. And I think eating better. I think going to the gym. These things you'll perform better, and you're going to make more money. Like you have to think what the ROI is of you being in shape at like the best physical condition that you could be in. How much more money do you think you'd be able to make from that? Plus there's no point in making a lot of money if I'm going to die at a heart attack at 60. Exactly. And I will say objectively, I have more energy when I go to the gym. I sleep better. I feel better. I'm more productive. And I'm able to think sharper. If I take like a few weeks off, you feel like this fatigue that kind of comes over you a little bit lazier. And if you slack on that, you tend to slack in other areas. So if you can get yourself to the gym every day, eat healthy every day, you're going to find that other things also tend to fall in place. I would try that because you're at a point where you could easily afford it. It's not going to cost you anything. Yeah. And I think the time commitment, given that you're thinking about doing franchises and all this other stuff, you could just as easily spend 30 minutes a day either getting walking in, get a yes. treadmill, doing some weights, just light stuff. It's my addiction for sure. Yeah. It's my, if I have an addiction, it's the fat, greasy sweets. 
you know, any, anything in those categories. This is once I get in those modes and then I just continue down it. And it's just like, I just like gore, like I'll like eat a little breakfast, then I'll eat nothing all day. And then I'll just gorge in it in a single meal. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll probably title this episode fat pieces to uh, <laughs> stop eating out. Gets financially destroyed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more, more fast food than anyone should ever have. That's true. <laughs> I'm the same way. I like to have one big meal, like ideally, if I could not eat the entire day, and then have one like all you could eat. Yeah, intermediate, in, intermediate fast. Is that I, I try to skip food? breakfast, have mm-hmm. a small snack for lunch, and then not eat until dinner, and then I like a big dinner. Yeah, but if you overeat in that dinner, it kind of makes everything else, you know, worthless. So yeah, like me shoving a bunch of burgers down your throat immediately exactly. when you show up. <laughs> See, I, but it makes me feel lethargic. Burgers, like I was really nervous about eating before doing this because I'm not going to have as much energy. Like yeah, I made even you a double if, shot. So yeah, but even if know. it affects me 5%, how better yeah. could this have episode been? Right, if I were right. 5% better, just being a little bit more perky. And that's the way I think of it. And what's that 5% worth? $100, $200. And then all of a sudden, is that meal worth $200? Probably not for waiting a little bit. So I see things in, in terms of dollars like that. So we got Fidelity, almost 300 grand in Fidelity. And I looked through that, by the now. way. $500,000 in uh, Fidelity? Well, 475. Congratulations. Thank you. So this was and end of last month. This was the last time I did a net worth checkup. Congratulations. And they're reasonable investments, I saw. Like, it, it wasn't anything crazy. It's just no. like the S&P, a good globally diversified fund. I, I can't fault you on that. See, I think that's a good use of cash long-term. Over yeah. the next 30 years, I could see you doing quite well on that and just dollar cost averaging. Yeah. Regardless, just don't pay attention. Just don't look at it for 30 years. I think is is good. I do 70% S&P, 30% NASDAQ. That's my current go. What about international? Have you thought about doing any international? Just the, I've, I, every time I look at any any funds related to it, it's just their historic returns are just They're bad. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know, yeah. I, I know. So what, I've heard, what I've seen with international so far, and I've just done you know, the basic of research is that it's very cyclical and that the international is good for balancing out your portfolio so that when the U S is not doing so well, the international is probably buffering that a bit. So you're not going to see the high highs, but you're not going to see quite yeah. the low lows. Right. Yes. It's underperformed, but it's been pretty stable, even though it hasn't gone up a ton. So I know it's tough to look back last, you know, 10 years and see, oh, it's only made 4%, but the S&P is up 70%. Right. I know that's tough. Yeah. But you also have to consider the dividends are a little bit higher in that. And it's been pretty stable. And you never know what might happen. So I think a small allocation of that, not investment advice. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just something to consider. Uh, it's interesting though. It's, it's good. You're trying out a whole bunch of different platforms here. I like acorns a lot. Acorns is great. Yeah, I've been using them for years. Yeah. Link in the description below. Get your free $5. Yeah. They're good. Moomoo. $5,000 in Moomoo. What do you think of them? So Moomoo's yeah. really good. Um, so I do a little bit of single stock type stuff in, uh, in Robinhood, mm-hmm. and I'm considering switching over to Moomoo. Um, and we're, we're talking partnership with them right now, but I, again, I don't do any partnerships until I can fully test it out. Yeah. And what I'm getting from them versus Robinhood is just a more developed platform for individual stocks. And I'm really liking it. Um, there's a lot more research I need to do before fully switching over to them. But I threw five thousand hours in there and give it a test. Yeah. All I did was buy some QQQ. Cool. So but no, pretty cool. And what do you think between Moomoo and Weeble? 
I've never used Weeble. Have you really? No. They're like the OGs. Yeah. No. Really? Okay. I, for single stocks, I've just been Robinhood. Interesting. Try Weeble. Okay. Give that a shot. Just to test it out. Weeble's pretty advanced with a lot of the things that they offer, but this might be worth it. I like to try every platform I can. Yeah. And just, just to give it a shot, see what you think of it. And then that way, if someone ever asks, hey, what do you think of this platform? You've tried That's it out. True. You've yeah. used it. So student loans, $37,313. Yes, is that deferred? Uh, deferred until, well, until right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just started the, again. What's the plan on that? Well, they're at 4%. So minimum monthly payments till they're paid off. I, I feel like it's a, not a waste, but yeah. Kind of of thirty seven dollars, thirty seven thousand dollars to just throw it at it. If I'm going to get average ten point whatever with dividends reinvested in the S and P five hundred on average, so it's just like, I uh, the check that comes in this month, I could wipe that, but I also would rather just throw it to S and P five hundred. Is that tax deductible? The interest on that? Uh, depends on your income levels. So uh, I'm guessing for you, it's not. Honestly, tax when I was making a hundred thousand dollars, it wasn't so. Part of, I, listen, I know on a rental property, you're going to arbitrage the difference, but wouldn't this be nice just to wipe out? Because you're making it would be, but four and a half percent at SoFi. After tax, yeah. you're taking home less. Let's just call it three well, something. The stuff that's in but then you're SoFi, paying four on student loans. The stuff in SoFi, I'm not, it's not necessarily in there to make 4.5%. I know. It's so you're looking for, for an opportunity. It's in there for taxes. Oh. I gotta pay those taxes, and doing, it's not enough. Are yet. you doing quarterly tax payments? No, annual. This is the last year I can do it without a penalty, or because mm. it's my first full year. Yeah, uh, and then next year I'm trying to. Well, you actually had a really interesting. I don't remember where I heard mm -hmm. it, but I remember you at one point saying you did annual because whatever uh, negative penalties you get, you're well making up for via the money that you're putting it in yeah, and not, letting it grow. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. So that was a thing in the past when the market was doing as well as it was. Yeah. This year's been great though. Yes, but also the penalty back then was not as much as it is now. Oh. So the interest rates have gone up. Oh, and I did not know that. yeah, so the amounts that you owe, I think it used to be like two to three percent and now i think don't quote me on this i think it's like five or six percent i thought it was so around three okay wow kill me well that's i next believe year's problem anyway, i believe but, yeah. two three years ago i did a whole thing with my accountant and we did the determination of where the money was going where it was invested and it was an amount that i said i'll pay the penalty on it it makes sense i'm going to invest the difference and that was at a time too where i was sinking almost all my money into rental properties. I was fixing them up. I was yeah. renting them out. I was really active with my money. And then interest rates started going up, did the math on it, and I determined it was a big waste of money not to do oh. the payment. So now, so I've been doing the estimated quarterly tax payments for almost two years or about a year, year and a half, give or take. Yeah. Started doing that. Okay, it's, well, it's good and bad. It, it's bad seeing wait. such a big amount coming out of the account, but yeah, it is nice brutal. at the end of the year. You do your taxes, and maybe you don't owe anything. And that was actually quite freeing because in my mind, I was always saving oh, a big yeah. chunk of, of cash just knowing, oh, this is coming up. I got to prepare for this. It was nice doing my taxes this last year and knowing it's already paid. Yeah. Like really close to what the actual amount was. So it was nice that it was out of sight, out of mind. Okay. So, no, that's great. Just I did find a great CPA through uh, a really successful business person here. So I haven't used them yet, but yeah. um, that is a conversation that needs to happen very quickly. Yeah. Yes. So uh, well, the student loans, you'd pay them off? I probably would because mm. I think financially, yes, you could arbitrage your money. 
and you could make the you know eight percent while you're paying out four. So you're talking emotionally. I just think, yeah. So it would emotionally weigh think, on you. So that's interesting. Yeah, I think I I always try to do a situation to situation. If it emotionally weighs on someone and it's a low rate, then I'm like, do it. That I feel nothing with it existing. Nothing. Nothing. I'm also nothing. a hypocrite because I still have my Tesla Model 3 loan that I took out at, but it was at like three something percent. Yeah. But I could deduct that because I just, I use that card just for driving around, mm-hmm. you know, for, for business. Um, if I ever do get a new car, I think I want a Tesla. Tesla's a fantastic car to buy. Mostly because right of self driving and the tax. No, it's, it's barely even functional. Their self driving is, it, it's, it, their self driving is atrocious. F- full self driving? I heard it was good. I've watched reviews. I've, I've done it. I had the full yeah, self driving beta. I I, oh, I stopped mind. using it. It's a novelty. It's a novelty to do it once. Be like, hey, look at this. Look at this. It's touring. I am so nervous behind the wheel of this thing driving. If if you're on the highway and you're and you're just doing the basic lane thing where it could you know go around other cars and whatnot, even that's terrifying because you get phantom braking where you're going on yeah. the highway going 75. It just the, the brakes slam on it. Yeah, you don't have to hope no one's behind. But think it's I so put glitchy. on the self driving, then I can be doing swipes on hinge. And we'll talk about that. Well, I'm driving. Yeah, it's probably not, not the best. Day. I, I don't trust Elon Musk and Tesla to drive me in a car. That's fair enough. Well, if that's not the case, then then I will stick with my 2019 Jeep Cherokee yeah. until it dies. I think the, the I think the I Jeep wanted. I think the Jeep is a fantastic car. Um, you wouldn't qualify for the tax subsidies of the Model Three. You would be able to write off the full cost of a Tesla Model X yeah, because of how much it weighs. But those are ridiculous expensive still. But they yes. lowered the price a ton. They did. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah, lowered yeah, them like yeah. twenty thousand dollars. Even the Plaid, the Model X Plaid, I think used to be like one thirty, and mm-hmm. now it's like a hundred. I mean, they lowered the the price of these cars by a lot. Which so. also, I never try to find things at the dip, and that's when I buy. But this is like the one time, if I'm going to get a Tesla, oh my goodness, every single month they're getting cut in price. I feel like I'm going to buy the next yeah. month is going to be $10,000 less. I, I would personally keep the Jeep for as long as you can. Oh yeah, that's my plan. So I, I'm not but, a car person. I don't give a car. But yeah, I, I but just this, like the self The student loans, I just think how much you're bringing in every month, how small this is relative to that. Yeah. And I just think for the ease of just knocking it out and being done with it, it would not make that big of a financial difference. That's okay. how I see it. Okay. You could arbitrage it, and financially, you're probably better off arbitraging it. But when we're talking about what the real difference of that is, even if it's like a thousand dollars, two grand of arbitrage over the you know the lifetime, is that really worth it? Maybe it is. Okay. I think it's just easy to to. But but either way, it's like you're still coming out ahead. It doesn't matter. Like a lot of these things are, are trivial I'll in the big picture. Highly considered that. I, I in before this conversation, I wouldn't have even considered it. But you know, I'm, I want to come into this as open minded as possible. So I will definitely um, highly uh, consider that. Yeah, it's difficult for me because we could go through all of your expenses and none of it would matter. I mean, you could literally take twenty grand and light it on fire and be like, "That's my entertainment tonight." So it's it's just, so weird it's, to me. I've not mentally gotten there, but you know. That's that's why I think you should really play it conservative, play it very safe yeah. until it's really sunk in. You get years of that income under your belt, and then could then at that point you could really readjust to it and figure out how you want to deploy it. Like that three years thing, just base it off three years ago. You, how would you feel about that? Three okay. years from now, maybe you could make those <laughs> those franchise yeah payments. All right, well that's fair. So just something to consider. Um, you I did have fifty thousand dollars in Robinhood, on the talk of investment. Uh, so What's that? In? I don't know. They're in, they're individual stocks. I mean, I I think it's fine. Okay. 
So when I'm looking through a lot of your accounts, it really does seem disorganized. Like you put okay. some random expenses over here. You got a city double cash card that you put other expenses on. There's really nothing cohesive that I could tell on this. And it seems like a jumbled mess. Organization is definitely one of my uh, not best skills to develop. So I actually still have quite a few business expenses still reoccurring on a lot of those personal cards that yeah. I haven't moved over once I formed the LLC. So no, you're right. It's a... It's a messy situation that literally what I need to take a weekend and just figure out. Yes. I think I would spend the time to do that because from what I've seen, there are probably a ton of random recurring expenses in here that you just don't need. And I was guilty of this for a while. It took me years to truly go through some of the old credit card statements and look through them and think, I'm not using this. When's the last time I use this product? Some of these were charging like $100 a month. And I'm looking at this thinking, we haven't used this in over two years. Why am I still paying for this? Well, just in case. Well, let's cancel it. If we need to sign up again, we will. Yeah. Um, and I've canceled so much. I've saved hundreds of dollars a month mm, just okay. going through some of these. I bet you could easily do that and save money. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I've noticed, by the way, you're spending money on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, also, Ahsoka. you- yeah, you did Disney Plus, you did uh, Netflix and YouTube TV. There's no way yeah, you could yeah, possibly yeah. watch that much. Uh, no, I mean it's a lot of my background stuff. YouTube TV right now is for college football on Saturdays, okay, uh, and then MasterChef every once in a while. That's really all I use YouTube TV for. Uh, Netflix, there's kind of sucks these days. I could cancel it. I literally just started that because I couldn't be on my parents anymore because they cut. You know, Netflix got all strict. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just restarted it. Actually, I've been rewatching Seinfeld. But once oh, I finish good. Seinfeld, I'll probably finish All right, it. then good, good. So you yeah. have an end date on that. Yeah. And then which credit card do you charge Hinge to? Uh, What's that? How much is that? Uh, it's Apple bills. I might just go to my debit. Debit card? I might just go to my debit. Okay. And how's yeah. that going? Uh, Well, I get a couple matches here and there. Yeah. Lovely people. And then... Uh, and what credit card do you put that on? just die there. What? Matches? Yeah, your matches, your dinner but, dates. It doesn't. Oh, no. What I was going to say is I guess it matches, but yeah. the conversations just die so quickly. Why? Like, I try to keep engaged and I send the last message and then people just don't message back. I don't know. It sounds like you're sending bad messages. Maybe I'm sending bad messages. That's probably what it is. I get my friends to review my profile and stuff. So. Can I Can I see it? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. It's going to be embarrassing. All right. Let's, uh, let's look. Let's, let's to go. me, it sounds like you're sending really bad messages or boring messages or messages that are just not engaging. I am not verifying. First, you can see my profile, and then you can okay. just go wherever right. you want there. All right, here we go. Uh, I so this is your main picture. Mm -hmm. I hate it. <gasps> you with a banana. It's fun. No, there's two people in the photo with a banana. They have no idea which one you are. They can't even see your face. Isn't the, the banana is more though, prominent? What? Isn't the rule when you have a first picture with a couple people, the second picture has to only be you though? No, I would say the first picture has to be you. Just a good photo of you. Graham, when's the last time you've had to be out there and try to get a date? You have a fiance, sir. I don't know. It's been a while. But you know what? I don't think these change. I, I think it's been the same thing for hundreds Probably. of years. It's just like people want to see a good photo of just you, yeah. not you with a friend and a banana. I have no idea what I'm looking at here. So that's so like strike one on that one. Uh, choose our first date. I thought it said put out. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's just putt putt. Oh <laughs> I love putt putt. <laughs> it looks, looks like put out, doesn't it? It does. I love <laughs> putt, putt putt. Coffee, dinner, and a walk. Okay, special talent of mine. Can I can I click that? <laughs> a special talent of mine is being able to do a Morgan Freeman impression in British. 
because it's like this. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. What is that? I thought it was funny. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like him. No, it doesn't. That's the joke, though. I we I saw it on someone else's hinge. I stole it. That, that. <laughs> Did that work for that person or no? We thought it was very funny <laughs> when we were reviewing that person's hinge. Yeah. Every once in a while, our friend, she will put hinge on the TV and will rate her profiles that she swipes on. And, and, she, had a and great, she swiped on that. I think so. I think that pushed her over the edge. But maybe we just find weird things funny. All right. Two truths and a lie. I have three British friends. I accidentally bought a house. Well, we know that one. Uh, S on the beach is the best drink ever made. Uh, I have three British friends. Is that is that the lie? Yeah, because I guess I have two, but I don't think that's true anymore because now I'm friends with their other sisters. So, so I guess they're, they're all true. They're all true. <laughs> now, at one point, yeah, they were okay. alive. But... All right. Content creator, YouTube, and TikTok. I would get rid of that. I don't know if I'd lead in with the content creator aspect. Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, I didn't yeah. want to push it, but Life I just partner, put it for my job. Uh, I guess where this photo was taken. Okay. Alter ego. Uh, see, the other photos are good. You need a better photo than that. I'm bad. A way better I'm photo. Bad. I don't have pictures you know what of me. The, the, you know, the thing is that I think you should put on here is some of the aquarium stuff. I think that's very... <laughs> really? Really. I think it's very unique. Okay. It shows that you could take care of something. First date, think, fish shop. And, that, and, that, and that's important. All right. So uh, where, do, where do you go to messages? Messages here. Let's so go. give me an example of... Uh, Okay, let's, let's find one. This is, this is... Nah, she never responded. Let me see. Trying to find out. I don't know. I'd like to find out. You're braver than you look then. There's nothing she could say to that. Well, what you did say, I say? Okay. She says, you're braver than you look. Yeah. You respond back. What can I say? I enjoy some risk. How do you Franchising. <laughs> <laughs> Text her that. I'm about to do a franchise. <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah. From my perspective, there's she could see that message and think, it's too much effort for me to try to think of a witty thing to say to that or something fun when you've given her nothing to go off oh, of right. at Let's all. Let's find another one. So that one, and when she has like 50 people messaging her, that one just seems like you just kind of ended the conversation. So that's, that's why Ooh. on that one. We're the same type if you drink pickle juice out of a jar. Have you ever been the first to the pickle food truck on S first? That was my message I sent to her. Yeah. To match. Yeah. Okay. No, that sounds amazing. Seriously, it's so good. Maybe a fun idea for a first date. Way too forward. I'm a forward mother. No. She knows nothing about you. Your first, all she knows is that you're into pickles. She has <laughs> nothing to go off of. Your profile is, yeah. is mid at best. <gasps> And you asked her on a date before she even knows you at all, before she's able to kind of get a grasp of who you are. There should be some sort of banter going on in the beginning, like just something that piques your curiosity other than, have you been the first to a pickle truck? That's the reason why. One more. All right. Now we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Oh, no. Come on. We need oh, one more. Okay. Just a third one. Uh, she started, you should not go out with me if, I, if I'm if i an right. Ohio State fan. I do not like Ohio State because I'm from Michigan. So. Never be Ohio State. Okay. I don't know if that's a good first message, but... Well, I responded to her prompt, though. Okay. They're seriously the worst. They're so gross. I'm glad there's not as many down here. I didn't go to University of Michigan, but, but as a Michigander, ew. Yeah, they're gross. And then you sent the double text. 
I'm a double texture. I'm a triple texture. I'm a I'm a mountain send full stream. All right. Guns ablaze and texture. How's your weekend going so far? My friend's parents' house. Okay. Oh no, that's terrible. My weekend was pretty good. Very light conversation. Okay. So you went from you. Okay. So good conversation, but there's nothing that I see here that's like. It seems more like a friendly conversation, kind of back like pen pals. No. Um, this is good. How long have you been in Texas? I've been here for five years, but yeah, very hot. Still much prefer winters up there. Fair enough. That's really cool. Yeah. What brings you on here? What do you mean, what brings you on here? She's single. What? How is she? She's single. Hmm. What brings you on here? That, that's hey, maybe a dumb, she's not. That's a dumb question. <laughs> what brings you on here? Uh, oh, I'm bored of TikTok. No, she 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 wants to she wants to meet someone like yeah, but that's you don't a know if she's diddling or lame, dating. That's a that's a it's a lame question. So then you follow up again, another double text. So like you're stacking these points against you right now. So yeah. you, so this is your second second point against yeah. you. Oh no, are you not interested? Sorry, and then put the LOL. So it's like <laughs> this it's is not an very LOL. embarrassing yeah, for I know. me. <laughs> but but you know what? This is how you teach people with personal finance, and this is how I will teach you not to send these messages. You are the one with the fiance. So I, I am you know. going to work on behalf of everyone you've had on the show that you have reamed into, and this is my one chance where I could ream into you for this because your finances, they're not bad. They're decent relative to how much you're doing. So you're fine. So this is my my chance to shine here, okay? Shine away. You're just incredibly gorgeous, so I just... No! Come on! What? So... Well, so gorgeous. Are you not interested? You're oh. just so gorgeous. So oh. I just no. You, when you oh, come on, kill me. This is terrible. Right? That's how she's. That's what she's thinking. No, this is my my whole life. You're, okay, now if she responds, now she's oh, I'm so sorry, I did this, and she's gonna BS the excuse. She's gonna throw just crap your way. Oh, he said I'm gorgeous. Okay, let me not turn him down. It then it's awkward. You're basically putting her up on a pedestal. She's so gorgeous. Are you not interested? You're the she like you're the one now vying for her to pick you. Yeah. You're the one. Dude, you're Caleb Hammer. You okay. have the, you have the world okay. at your disposal. Okay. You well, can anybody you want. You should right. be you should be the picker. You're I'm the, the one. thickness. No. Thickness. The thickness the, gets less choices. You're the picker. Doesn't matter. You are the one doing the picking. Why am I you're the picker. Because you they pick. You're the picker. Go like in with the, it. I like you to are pick, the picker. But other people no, pick from too? now on, from now on, oh, you are the picker. You want me to act as the yes, picker. yes. Okay. You got to be the buyer, not the seller. The seller is the one trying to. Here's here's what I have to offer. Here's this. Here's that. Buy me. No, you're the one doing the buying. What's been fun is I've been trying to ask uh, people in like you know out in life a little more. Good. Uh, which is because I mean that's I like that's the classic better. way, but I think it's, it's a little harder, and I think people are a little more barriers now to that because you know it is all like mm -hmm. online dating now mostly rejections it's good but it's fine it doesn't it doesn't matter a couple numbers a couple it doesn't Instagrams. matter you, you need, just need one good one my That's friend it. streamer friend kimmy uh forced me coaxed me into putting a story on my instagram saying hey oh the there's dates, an event yeah. i gotta go to and there, uh, there, there was a dinner um yeah. and i would have liked to date uh, a date and if anyone how'd wants to go, go let me know yeah so you saw it yeah uh, how'd it go yeah i was curious about that I don't know. It was I. I there was a couple of people who reached out, but I felt kind of weird because again, they're from the audience, probably. Yes. And it's like I don't want to like you know, is that a positional thing? <sighs> like because 
I, don't I know. would never think of it to be, and it now it seems like that's the topic exactly. of oh, you're in a power, you know, a position. Well, yeah. But what about like an athlete? What does that mean? An athlete can't date a fan. I don't like, know. From my perspective, it seems like it would be like you and another person are on the same wavelength. If they're in to watching personal finance videos on YouTube, that's such a small category. It's such a narrow focus of of the type of person who's into that. Chances are you're going to get along very well with the yes. type of person who's watching an hour long financial audit. I just don't so, want to make a simple mistake like that because it's very easy, uh, boom, and then cancellation. Because and not that not that you know a lot of that stuff isn't warranted for people who've done bad things, but still, it's like okay, what if that is abusing but, a position of power that I wasn't but, aware of? But my thinking is, where does that end? Like, I don't let's, know. But let's say if if you're a professional baseball player and you're out on the street and someone's a big fan, does that mean you can't date that person know, because hard. because you're in a position of power? Like. You know, I think it could be different if you're in a power of authority in the terms of like a career and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and a workplace thing because then there's that added pressure of I don't want to lose my job. I have payments to make. I have obligations, and if and if I lose this career, how will this affect me? I could see that a little bit more than like, hey, I'm a fan of your channel. I'm into personal finance. Yeah. Uh, because that, I think you'll find someone with a similar mindset as you. Yeah. They're into personal finance. They're into business. They're into bettering themselves. They're into YouTube. But my point with this message, she shut you down very politely. I've not been she checking did? the sorry, I've not been checking the app consistently. I joined because I moved here, not know anyone, and it seems like a good way to go out and explore Austin, meet new people, and see if a relationship comes from it. I do have a lot of traveling for work coming up. So to be honest, I'm taking oh, a step back from hinge dates for a bit. Oh. That's her saying, not interested. Saying, not off. interested. Yeah. But listen, if Leonardo DiCaprio were her match, she'd She'd be there in a second. <laughs> uh, no, you're okay. So then being like, oh, you're fine. When did you move here? Would you like to try to get dinner or coffee before you start the traveling? See, this to me seems like she just told you she's not interested. Yeah, and I, then I, it's I like, did not read that correctly. And then it was just yeah. like, so let's go out then. So I'm notoriously a bad texter. So that's my dating advice on that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a, you just got to reframe. And, and you I'm also, also nervous think, yeah. now that this video is out. Yeah. They're okay. So my income is out there. I also don't want anyone to date me because they're of that not position. going to. They're not going no? to. No. Oh, okay. Oh, A lot of gosh, people have no. warned me of that. No. Oh, okay. I've, I've never experienced it. And my income has been out there. Did you for, date a lot before? People always ask me, what high yield savings account do I use for my own money? Some of you know by now it's SoFi. I love them. It's great for my checking account needs. It's great for my high yield savings account needs. And right now I'm getting 4.5% interest on my monies. I love that rate on my monies. So if you want to get a great rate like that on your monies, just check out the link in the description below. I have a paid affiliate link there. You can get bonuses all the way up to $250 and I took advantage of that and you should too. I wouldn't say a lot, but it, was, but it was on there. I mean, it, it, it's it's not a surprise at all. And that's out there on the streets of LA just getting every woman. Not necessarily, but people know what they're getting into. If, if they know me from YouTube, then they know I'm very frugal. I'm not the yeah. type of guy if they want someone to spend a whole bunch True. of money. I, I'm just, that's not me. But they know they don't have you to know? work or re- worry about things in general. That's assuming it would even get to that point, and that's even a conversation to begin with. But you're thinking so far down the line that, no, I I think you could generally sense if someone's out for the money and if they have a genuine interest in you. I've I've never experienced it. 
That's good. Ever. So that so. and then the position of power have been my main worries. And that second one, that's just a new thing because, you know, this has only been a recent thing. And to me, I'm, yeah. I, I feel like the exact same person, but all of a sudden there's an audience now. So it's like yeah, but, navigating but, but that. But now does difficult. that mean you can't date people because you're on YouTube? That, that's what, that's what I that don't know. That applies to everybody. As it soon, does, as, soon yeah. as they find out now what you do and they say, oh, wow, you know, wh whether that be impressive to them. It's almost an impossible thing like, to navigate because no one has the I answer. just think be courteous, yeah. just be nice. Um, social awareness, I think, is just a, a big thing. I, I think that's it. Common sense. Fine, I'm you starting know? a dating email <laughs> that everyone in the audience can reach out to. <laughs> I would just do that. Put, put the email, you know, <laughs> hinge at CalebHammer.com. <laughs> Dude, you don't need any of that. I'd meet people in person. I bought a real house. I would love a lovely someone to eventually share it with. Eventually. No, now, now you're selling. Remember, uh -oh. you're, you're being the seller again. Now, now you're saying, this is what I have to offer. Come pick me. You're right. You, you want to say, I I'm buy. into this person. Uh, you know, th this is who, who, you know, I want to be with. Okay. Not, not, hey guys, I'm right So here. this is what my financial audit has turned into. <laughs> Doing a deep dive therapy session here, I think. <laughs> is there anything else that you feel like is important to discuss? Because I'm looking through these statements. Oh, I don't think you know this. Nobody knows this. Huh. I sold 10% of my company last November, October of my YouTube channel. Really? Yeah. Because at that time, it was making like $10,000 a month. Uh, I was starting to do it full time. And then I got oh, just very anxious and nervous. Very anxious and nervous. Uh, sold 10% to another YouTuber. A YouTuber you've met, by the way. But you, just, you guys never talked about it. Uh, wow. So he yeah. just said, you know. Uh, he sees big potential in the channel. He wants to give me a lot of advice. And I did get a lot of advice from him. So it wasn't like completely unworth it, but obviously the return on investment he has, his hat has been fantastic. But this is where you'll be happy. I put a clause in there. One that was risky against me and one that helped me avoid risk. If the channel continued to do well, I sold 10% for $25,000 at that time. Again, it was just an anxiety move. It was just mm -hmm. a bad move. Uh, That's a, I noticed a theme here of, of, Impulsive decisions. Was yeah. that an impulsive decision? I, I would say that of... was more anxiety driven. Like, okay. okay, I'm doing this full time now. Like, I was nervous. Like, what if things turned down? Like, this, it's nice to have $25,000 just in the business. But either way, it was a bad move, full out. Yeah. I s made it that, okay, if the business is su successful and he's made a certain amount on his business within the first year, I can buy it back at $25,000. So I can buy it this month at $25,000 instead of whatever that share is worth. That so share is worth a lot more Obviously now. you're doing that. Yeah. Or if the business was unsuccessful, he could take the $25,000 back out of the business. So that would have been the risk against uh, me. So he was able to collect on his investment. He's been getting 10% of the profits on a monthly basis. Wow. Yeah. He's had a great return on investment and uh, you know, nothing against that. It was a hundred percent agreed upon. He, he did help me a lot, especially yeah. at the beginning, you know, understanding thumbnails and, you know, just a lot of stuff and just the work around YouTube and what should be, uh, who I should hire first for a full-time employee. A yeah. lot of that stuff. Cause I didn't even have, I didn't have connections to you or anyone at that time. He was the only one who was in the space, um, that I had connection to. So congratulations. Yeah. Then that worked out really it, well. Well, it worked out. Yeah. I've obviously going to, I lost money on it, but yes. it was, it happened. But if you needed that to get to where you are today, you could look back sure. at that and say, that got me in the right headspace to be able to do the show at its best. And that leveraged, I parlayed that into where it is today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, investing, I assume you would want more than 50 
50%. Yeah. Um, so this, how much is this going to be going down in the 70 once you buy that back? Is this going to be going down? A good amount. Let's, uh, let's see. Miscellaneous in here. So miscellaneous. Well, this is also things like Adobe Acrobat, which we use to black out people's statements. So okay. you can see a lot of those there. And then there's a lot of the payroll as well. So I do want to make sure that the people who work with me and anyone that comes on in the future, they are, you know, making good money. If I make good money, I want them to make good money. And if you're not doing making, well, then, then they're not going to do as well. Okay. Uh, so is it a tiered structure? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. A lot of it's based on channel performance. I think as long as you keep it as a core team, don't overexpand and, no. uh, you know, maintain that and continue that trajectory. I think you'll be fine on that. Yeah. But Producer and editor... Uh, for what we're doing on this show, I think it's good. Then we have someone that helps on a part-time basis, just going through the statements, blacking them out, and building these spreadsheets for us because it's just a lot of time. Uh, but then again, that's a part-time basis. And then I have, as of the last two months, uh, put my thumbnails in someone's hand who is like focused purely on I've the noticed, algorithm. I've noticed your thumbnails are switching up a little bit. Mm -hmm. What you should try is the YouTube thumbnail uh, trial tester. Have you seen that? Uh, I've seen people doing the it. I couldn't testing. find it. The A/B test—they're slowly rolling it out. No, I try a few I different thumbnails. I think you need a cleaner thumbnail, but I'm not sure yeah. because it, what you're doing is working quite well. But I think maybe something a little cleaner might do even better. I'm not sure though. I—I I, I mean, I yes, I agree. I would love to see examples because I just have a hard time picturing it for whatever reason. Yeah, I would like seeing yeah. you s saving a little bit more in investing those, yeah. because I think that you got like uh, usually YouTube is like a five to seven year career, assuming it does really well. Five to seven? Oh, assuming yeah, well. yeah, okay. yeah. The best channels I was that I've like seen two, three. No, nah, the, okay. the the best channels have a lifespan five to seven. Oh. Very few crack ten. So you know, I think if you, how long if, have you been doing it? Be seven. Uh oh. Yeah. I, I knew I knew getting oh yeah. Oh, I already know. It's like YouTube is going to have an end mm -hmm. at some point. So that's why I've transitioned a lot more into the podcast. Oh. I'm posting less on the main channel, more on the podcast, quality on the podcast, getting different guests on there. We gotta so film I that. think yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna film well, that. We got we got we gotta film that. We've been going for a long time yeah, there. So Graham. I'm hoping that kind of resets the uh timeline so I could be like, okay, I got seven years over here, but only three on here. No. So I'm hoping three on oh. here, and now I get another few years going well, on the podcast. a good podcast. I, you guys, you, I mean, I, I watch a lot of them. I mean, some of them really pop off, dude, so it's roll. clear. Yeah. We're on a roll. You've the, been getting the, great guests. Yeah, I think the guest selection is good, and mixing that with shorts has skyrocketed our growth. And today you're getting the best guest on YouTube. I know. What a blessing I for know. you. And you're going to be coming oh off goodness. of Bobby Lee, Ben Shapiro. You had Bobby Lee. Yeah, we had Bobby Lee. Oh, wow. Yeah, Patrick really David. Cool. So Bobby, we had those people, and we got... Was Bobby Lee all Bobby lead yeah. in the episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, Caught us off guard. We'll talk about it on the Iced Coffee Hour, but mm -hmm. it was one of the most unexpected videos I've ever done. I came in with a plan, and he wanted none of it. Nothing. Wait. Never mind. I don't Wait. know who Bobby Lee is. You don't know Bobby Lee? I thought, she, I thought Bobby Lee was the new podcaster girl that everyone's calling her. Bobby Altoff. Is that the industry plant that everyone's yeah, calling her one? with Drake. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Bobby Lee, the comedian. Bobby Lee. I need faces. I'm not a name person. I don't do names. This guy. You've seen him. Guarantee you've seen him. Oh, I watched Bobby that episode. Lee. That was a yes. great episode. Yeah. Fantastic Well, we came episode. in with a plan about finances, <laughs> about money, and just immediately, like, he's, he just said, I'm not going to talk about that. I think that's my favorite episode you guys did. That or Liver King. One of those. <laughs> Liver King. That was a great episode. Wow, you so like funny. that. Okay. It was very different. interesting. Yeah. And different. Yeah, it was yeah. very cool. I think people like seeing the different guests and me outside of my comfort zone, which is a lot more recently. I assume they didn't really get the views, which is why you stopped. But I really enjoyed the ones where it was you, Graham, and Alex. 
You, oh, Graham oh, and Alex, you, Jack yeah. and Alex. <laughs> yeah, we try to have a new guest on every week. We've thrown those in midweeks, yeah. but it's just the core audience really likes it, but it doesn't, it doesn't it, get it to does the broad. nothing for growth. And when you post that off an episode of like, you get someone like Ben Shapiro and then us three, oh, everyone yeah. that subscribes for that looks at the next one. They're like, this is not what I subscribed right. for. Click off, unsubscribe, and then you don't build up that momentum. Yeah. So it kind of throws a wrench in it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That is my advice for you. Don't be stupid with your money. Play it safe. Double down, I think, on what you're doing. Be creative here. And uh, get better with your texting game. Yes. So in terms of my overall score, I would say that Caleb has an 8 out of 10 in terms of his spending. It doesn't really matter in the big picture because his income is so high, but I do think there's a lot that could be cleaned up and a lot that's going missing purely because he's not really thinking much of it. Uh, we also have debt, which I would probably give a one out of 10. Frankly, he could pay it off if he wants to. He's trying to leverage some of that. So I give that a low score. A 10 out of 10 in the emergency fund category is plenty of cash on hand. He could pay his taxes with it. I'm a fan of that. His retirement, I would give it a nine out of 10. I think he could save a little bit more. I'm sure he could optimize uh, some of his tax savings in this, but it's not perfect. His house score, I give a seven out of 10 because I think it was a bit impulsive. The spending is a bit higher than where I think it should be relative to where he could rent. So seven out of 10. Dating, however, is a zero out of 10. I think uh, a complete failure. And I think that could absolutely be improved and needs to improve immediately. So overall, 35 out of 60. The dating score really brings it down, but I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Thanks again to SoFi for sponsoring this episode. 